0: the story.
1: We were just in bed one night going over all that had happened and I guess evaluating it and God gave me a vision of a little girl, she looked to be about the age of 8 with long plaits in her hair running through a daisy field and it was very very clear this little voice said to me, don't cry mummy I'm not in pain. And even though we were broken and you know our dreams were shattered, we knew where she was and the confidence in that is we know we'll see her again.
0: G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, when Wendy Cook was young, she had a dream that she would one day be the mother of four children. What she didn't know was that she would have two miscarriages. Today, she shares about the heartache she and her husband went through, but also tells her story of healing. Wendy is having a chat with Karen Hunt.
2: Wendy, you have a passion for women's ministry. You have a passion for family welfare. Tell us about yourself. Did you grow up in Kyabrum? What was life like for you as a little girl?
1: Yes, I've been in Kyabrum all my life, Karen. Uh, mum and Dad and my two sisters uh, all lived here. Um, attended the local primary school, went to a technical school probably half an hour away from here Yeah. which I think was good because gave us more opportunity for our schooling. Uh, when I completed school I went to TAFE for a very short time and then I got a job in a solicitor's office as a legal secretary.
2: So with regard to administration?
1: Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Is
2: that something that you always wanted to pursue or how did that come about?
1: It was in the interim. Like I always knew that I wanted to be a mum. But obviously there's that time between when you leave school to when you, you meet your husband and you start your family. So that's what I wanted to do in that gap time.
2: So, while you're at school, what did you love? What were you good at? What flicked your switch?
1: Um, I really loved cooking at school. I was certainly not an academic student, and back then it was good because didn't have to do HSE if you weren't necessarily wired to do that. That was like our year 12. Yeah. And so that's when I decided I'd go off to TAFE and pursue the um, secretarial typing course, which then enabled me, um, after I'd finished. School at year eleven to get that job.
2: So you're good at the home care, home economics type things, but you're also obviously good at the business principles
1: and uh, and the admin. Is that where you met your husband, David? No, I met him at church. Actually, we attended the local youth group together. Um, Strangely enough, Karen, him and I attended the same technical school, but he certainly was not of any interest to me back then.
2: (laughs) Would he say the same about you?
1: No, definitely not.
2: Isn't that usually the way?
1: Yes. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, he certainly had to pursue me, I guess, because mm-hmm. I was uh, definitely not interested um, in the youth group, went on youth camps together, that type of thing. And, yeah, he certainly had to try, I guess, to win me over.
2: <laughs> so what was he studying at the same TAFE? Uh,
1: he did an apprenticeship for a feeding and turning, yep. and that went for four years. Uh, worked at the local Nestle factory in Tongala. And then from then he went on to do um, mechanical drafting and now he does that uh, with our own business.
2: So now he's a mechanic in itself. Excuse my ignorance. What's the mechanical drafting side?
1: Um, No, he's a food and turner by trade, which is welding, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mechanical drafting is designing the plans for the likes of a milk factory or um, um, what else? He's done stuff for a local hospital like fire evacuation plans, things like that.
2: A technical mind by the sound of it. Yes, very. So tell me more of the story of how you guys got together. During
1: youth group, youth group camps, on campus at the TAFE, down in the local park. How did you hook up? During youth group mainly. um, His best mate went on my school bus, so he actually gave him a note (laughs) one day, you know, kind of expressing his interest to me and I just brushed it off and didn't think any more of it but um you know you look back once you get married and you know you've been married for a long time and you certainly know that God has that one for you and even through the stuff that we've been through he's certainly stuck by me and um he's a great dad he's a great husband he provides for his family Uh, he's a man of the word Uh, he loves God he's just a blessing to all of us
2: Which is beautiful to hear. He's also the father of your two gorgeous teenagers, 15 and 17, a boy and a girl, is that right? Yes, and they are gorgeous. I'm chatting with Wendy Cook. Wendy is in Kyabrum in Victoria. Wendy, now you mentioned to me recently that you actually had a dream at a very young age that you would be the mother of four children, two boys and two girls you currently have two teenagers one boy and one girl tell us the story and how that's relevant to your life
1: uh yeah that's right karen i did have that dream from a very young age obviously looking back not knowing that was a god-given dream um after we got married decided when we would start um, to try for children and that happened very quickly but Unfortunately, that was broken, I guess. And our first child was actually stillborn halfway through the pregnancy.
2: Mm, That must have been devastating.
1: Yes, it was very hard. Mm. And it was hard because my sister had been through a similar thing. Okay. And even though she had been through that, I didn't think it would happen to me. Yeah. And the hardest thing is that your dreams are just totally shattered in an instant. They go from being, you know, you're so excited, you know, we're having this baby and you start planning and you dream for that and then it's gone in just a matter of seconds.
2: And how old were you at this stage, Wendy? 21. That's very young.
1: Yes, I was married at 19.
2: In a way, it's a good thing that your sister was able to identify with what you're experiencing. Was she a good support for
1: you? Yes.
2: What a blessing. Yep. How did your husband cope with what was happening?
1: Um. I think he coped very silently. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously for the mum, it's a very emotional time and for the dad too, but I don't think he necessarily expressed his emotions as much as I did. Mm.
2: Which is a typical bloke thing, hey?
1: Yes, I agree. (laughs) And a week
2: after all that happened, you had a vision of a girl, a young girl.
1: We were just in bed one night um, going over all that had happened and I guess evaluating it and God gave me a vision of a little girl. She looked to be about the age of eight with long plaits in her hair running through a daisy field. Oh, true. And it was very, very clear. This little voice said to me, don't cry, mummy, I'm not in pain. Mm-hmm. And even though we were broken, And, you know, our dreams were shattered.
2: Mm.
1: We knew where she was. Mm -hmm. And the confidence in that is we know we'll see her again.
2: Yeah. Have you seen the movie Heaven is for Real?
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Isn't that beautiful?
1: It is beautiful. And we only watched that a few months ago. Yeah. And I love the part where Colton says, Mummy, you had a baby die in your tummy. Yes. And at that time, David and I just lost it and we had to leave the room. And Josiah and Gabby said, I don't think we've ever seen you cry like that.
2: (laughs) It was very real and very raw. Very real, yes. But it wasn't long after that you did actually conceive again.
1: Yes, that's right. And we just went on the path of, okay, we're going to have this baby. Um, you know, we weren't even afraid that, all well, this could happen again or should I be careful, anything like that. N- none of those thoughts. We were just excited that I was pregnant again. And, okay, so we were kind of back on the journey again of parenthood. Mm-hmm.
2: So the first baby, Amelia Rose, yes, a rosebud in God's garden. The second baby, what was the outcome?
1: The second baby, unfortunately, we had the same outcome, Karen. Exactly the same? Yes, very, very similar circumstances and the same gestation.
2: Oh, wow. And this was a little boy?
1: Yeah, a little boy, Nathan David.
2: A gift from God.
1: Yeah. And we didn't understand that. How can you give us this gift and give us this name, God, and we don't have him?
2: Mm -hmm. Especially when you've already been through it once, here you go again. Yes. How did you respond a second time?
1: I became very angry. Um, I got very bitter towards God. Um, Fear took over my life of ever trying again for another child because I told David there was no way that I could bury a third baby. Mm.
2: Did you have a special memorial service
1: for the two bobbies? Yeah, we did. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. and they're actually buried at our local cemetery and we've got a plaque above their grave, just more for a memorial and for, um, just for recognition, I guess. Mm.
2: I think that's important too. Yes. Just those milestones. Where do you feel God was in this picture at the time?
1: Um. I don't think he was anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And it's easy for us to say that when, you know, life hits us a really hard blow, we can yell out to God and go, where are you? Mm-hmm. And the reality is, Karen, he's still where he was all the time. Yeah. He's still on that throne. He he still needs to be glorified and honoured in our life. And it's just so hard when our dreams are shattered and you feel that they're a God-given dream, but they don't work out how you thought they would. And
2: isn't that a common story for many, many people? Shattered dreams can
1: take over if we let them. That's right, Karen, if we let them, and that's what I did. I allowed the brokenness of our dream just to take over my
0: whole life. You're listening to The Story. Today, Karen Hunt is chatting with Wendy Cook from Kiambaram. And unfortunately, as we've heard, Wendy and her husband have experienced the pain of losing a baby. Not once, but twice. We'll find out how the Lord helps them to heal when we return. The Story. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. We're continuing with Karen Hunt chatting with Wendy Cook from Kyabram Before the break, we heard how Wendy and her husband have experienced the pain of two miscarriages. Now we'll find out what happened next in their lives.
2: Wendy, you'd mentioned to me off air. You'd already said about one sister experiencing a similar thing prior to you originally, but... Your other sister as well,
1: what was her story? Yeah, she had a little boy four weeks after we'd had Nathan and they were all very, very similar circumstances. And so
2: one month after you're burying your second stillborn child, your sister has the same experience and your whole family has to go through it all over again.
1: Yeah, that's right. Wow.
2: How is your faith holding up at this time?
1: Uh, It was very thin.
2: (laughs) I can imagine. We're only human, aren't we? That's right. But your hubby's faith was stronger than yours, and I'm sure that was a
1: godsend, yeah? Yeah, definitely. And I think because as a mother, you bond with that child. They're growing inside of you. You feel them moving. Um, There's just that connection between the mother and the child that the husband just never feels. And that's, that's the way our body has been created by God to do. And the hubby he doesn't
2: have the milk coming in he doesn't necessarily set up the nursery like we mums do hey?
1: Yeah and that was the hardest thing because I carried the children, I delivered them knowing that they wouldn't survive, that they would be born dead and then my milk came in and Mm. we had the nursery set up everything was there but we had no babies to take home Mm.
2: So nine months later though again God gave you a word, what was that?
1: Yes, that word is from God was now is the time and God's time is perfect. His
2: time is perfect. Did you know that this was God? Yes, definitely. How did you know that?
1: I just knew in my spirit that um, all the fear that had taken over me was gone. I just knew it was God. You know how sometimes you just get get something in your spirit and you just know?
2: It's a very real feeling. It's a very real sensing, isn't it?
1: It's a very real feeling, but it's also very hard for people to understand. Yep, if they haven't experienced it for themselves. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, totally.
2: So now here you are, a third child growing within, and it was a little boy? Yes, Josiah. So Josiah is your oldest and he's the one that's now 17? Yes. So what does he know about his journey and his brothers and sisters?
1: We're very open with Josiah and Gabby about the children that we've lost and they know they'll see them again too. People say to them, you know, their friends say, how many brothers and sisters do you have? And they're very open. Gabby says, I have two brothers and a sister. And Josiah says, I have two sisters and a brother. And we don't hide it. Um, Um, When it's their birthdays, we acknowledge it and just to ourselves, we kind of say happy birthday, Amelia, happy birthday, Nathan. So
2: it's
1: not something that we're trying to hide. Yep.
2: I know for me, I love to also congratulate not just the kids or even, you know, adult kids having birthdays, but the mothers of the birthday people because It's a pretty important day. You're the one that literally gives birth. You know, it's a birthing day. So often some of my own lady girlfriends, on the birthdays of their children, I'll make sure I send them a card or send them an email or a Facebook message that says, happy birthing day, Mama.
1: You remember it
2: well, huh? Yeah,
1: and it is beautiful to acknowledge the mum.
2: And our babies will always be our babies.
1: That's right. Yep, Always. Now,
2: you came across a particular book. It's one that I have heard of many years ago, but it has a lot of scripture involved relating to conceiving, conception, childbirth. Do you want to tell us about that book and what it means to you?
1: Yep. That book is called Supernatural Childbirth by Jackie Mize. And as you've mentioned, Karen, there's a lot of scripture in there that does relate to what we were going through. And we just stood on the word of God. When we received that book, we knew this was something that God had brought across our path. And so we stood on his word. And one of the main scriptures that we did stand on was in Galatians 3, verse 13, which says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, Mm -hmm. because it's written, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. Mm. and it was then that I knew Jesus Christ hung on that tree for me to be redeemed from the curse of stillbirth.
2: So what was that, Galatians three 13. 13. Did you feel like your dream was starting to come back?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah? Yeah. I still acknowledged that I would have those four children,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not here on earth with me, but I still had
2: them. And then it wasn't too much later that you had a second miracle, a little baby girl. Tell us about Gabby.
1: Yeah, we did, little Gabby. Um, Josiah was just over two when Gabby was born. And again, that was a very easy labor, no drugs. Um, I'll be game enough to say not much pain. A lot of ladies will say, oh, no, you can't do that. Well, I did. (laughs) And again, that was just standing on the word of God for Mm -hmm. what his design was for women went to the hospital and she was delivered very, very quickly. Even though she was four and a half weeks early, she was perfectly healthy. She was a really good weight. And you look at her now and like she's probably nearly six foot, I think, and she's only 15. Wow, well, God bless her, hey? Yeah. Children are a
2: heritage from the Lord. Isn't that the truth?
1: It is. They really are. And our kids are such a blessing to us. People often say, oh, two teenagers, that must be tough. And really it's not. Obviously, it has its challenges, Yeah, but they're just a blessing not only to us, but to everyone around them. And to God's glory, we have a lot of people comment on how lovely our children are, Mm. and that's nothing that we've done. You know, from when they were probably a week or two old, we dedicated those kids back to God, and we said, these are our gifts to you, God, and we know that whatever it takes for them to journey on your path that you have for them, you've equipped us as their parents.
2: And I give credit to you guys as parents though, because obviously the strength of your marriage would affect your children as in any family under any roof. So yeah, your training that you would have intentionally put in place, well done. You're reaping the rewards now and I trust you'll continue to do so.
1: Yes, and that's only by the grace of God. You know, we're a very open family with each other and our kids come to us with anything. If they've got issues in their life and they need someone to talk to them about, pray with them, get in the word and see what that says, they're very, very open with us and, and we're blessed that they're able to do that. You know, a lot of teenagers don't have that environment in their home where they can come to their parents mm. and so it, they really are a blessing.
2: Well, I pray that God can continue to bless you and bless David. And I know your catch cry is, hey, don't give up. Would that be right?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, we get dreams from God. And as I've shared, our dream was shattered in the natural thinking that we had. But God's ways are higher than ours. And we just have to trust in him. He doesn't, you know, in Proverbs chapter three, where it tells us to trust in the Lord and not lean on your own understanding. Yep. I didn't understand what we were going through, and God didn't ask me to. Mm-hmm. All He tells us to do is trust mm.
2: and keep trusting, and keep and, trusting no matter what,
1: trusting, and keep trusting.
2: So, other than that Galatians three thirteen verse that you said before, do you have another
1: favourite scripture that means something to you and your family particularly? Yes, Joshua twenty four fifteen, where Joshua tells the children of Israel, "You can serve who you want, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord." Mm-hmm. We actually have a little plaque in our front entry, and as people come in, that's the first thing they see. And that's like a declaration over our home. Yeah. yeah and we certainly have a standard in our house. We choose not to watch circular TV. Um, we have Christian TV. We have Christian radio, obviously. Um, and so that's the standard that people see. As soon as they come in our front door, this is the foundation of this home
2: which is a good thing as long yes. as you don't become so insular that you're not aware of what's going on in the That's world. That's right. Because we need to be in the world but not necessarily of the world. Wendy, exactly. do you have any particular hopes and dreams from this day forward? What are you looking forward to?
1: Um, looking forward to, um, I guess, Josiah and Gabby finishing school. Gabby's desire is to be a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. So we're starting to pursue that avenue of where and what subjects she needs to do to achieve that. Um, Josiah has a real passion for music and worship, so we just entrust them to God and say, wherever you want to take them, God, just help us to see that come to pass.
2: You dedicated them when they were little, and they'll remain in his hands right till the end, hey? Yes, amen, Karen. Well, God bless the souls of Amelia and Nathan. God bless Josiah Gabby, your hubby David and uh, all your community there at Living Waters Church in Kyabrum. Thanks so much for your time and thanks so much for sharing your
0: journey, Wendy.
1: Thank you Karen, it's been a real blessing and I pray that as I've shared my story that many others will be blessed too.
0: That was Karen Hunt chatting with Wendy Cook from Kyabrum and hearing about her journey of healing after going through two miscarriages. It was great to hear all the scripture verses that played a role in Wendy's healing. And the one that kind of sums up what she went through is from Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. You see, Wendy didn't know what was happening. When she had a dream, she would have four children but then lost two. But she trusted in the Lord who helped her and her husband go through the valley and then helped them to heal. Well, how about you? Have you suffered a loss and want someone to pray with? Our prayer line is 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's one eight hundred double seven two nine three six, 772 936 And we would love to pray for you on that number, one eight hundred double seven two nine three six. 772 936 Well, thanks for joining us for Wendy's story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. Prayer and, and
2: faith actually started to come into my life when I was around about 15. My mum and dad's relationship started to really break down a lot when I was around about that age of 12. And uh, a lot of arguing. I Actually, I, couldn't, I often went to my friend's house, my best friend's house. I never told him. I often went there as a kind of refuge just to get away. And I, very many nights I would go to bed
0: crying. Premiership footy player Steve Lawrence is originally from South Africa, grew up in Brisbane and played for the Hawthorne Hawks for 12 years. He'll share with us about his faith and why he's so passionate about leadership. That's coming up next on The Story. story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.